Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? You're mocking me, aren't you? And today, we're mocking everybody. I'm your host, Adib, and this is Unbaffled. Bitch, I did it. I made it. I'm loved and I'm hated. I started from the bottom. Now my neighborhood is gated. They say drink to your accomplishments, so every night I'm fading. Welcome back, Baffle fans. Today, we have a very special guest on the last episode of Unbaffled. Devin promised that we would have the first mock drafter on the podcast. And today, after much anticipation, is GM Devin Sheehan of the Creek Crossing Sharks. Hey, Thanks for say having that me on the ten pod, times fast. <laughs> In today's episode, we are going to analyze keepers and give our projections for the draft. Before we get into the actual 2021 baffle draft order, there are a couple teams that don't have first round picks at all. The first such team is Jamie, who doesn't pick until pick number 16 in the second round and is keeping George Kittle and Tyreek Hill. His keepers, I think they're strong. Now his first pick in the draft, which running back is he going to land there? It's going to be absolutely hilarious to see some of the running backs that these teams trot out in week one and two. I can't (laughs) wait. You're picking, what, 16th overall yeah. and drafting your first running back? It's going to be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. The best part is they might be able to snag a guy who is decent, right? I don't know where Chase Edmonds ends up. Maybe he's a guy that is pretty decent, but it's going to be his RB2, which is going to be, I don't know, let me just play roulette and Listen. scroll down a little bit. The dude who gets eight <laughs> carries a game, spilling yeah. for a number one running back. Kenyon Drake or Latavius <laughs> Murray as not a guy you're plugging in because it's bye weeks or injuries, but because yeah. he's your second best option on your entire yeah. team. Don't even talk about Chase Edmonds is going to be your fourth running back by the time <laughs> any of these guys pick. <laughs> we didn't say this at the outset, but obviously given his keeper, if we're talking about area of need, it is definitely running back. We touched on it in the last episode. These guys are awesome talents. No one's going to complain about having Tyreek Hill and George Kittle on their team. It's more just how much he's going to struggle throughout the year with those running backs. And we all know Snide's not a huge waiver wire guy. (laughs) He's not exactly scouring the market week to week, putting in 150 moves like some idiot in the league. I think he might struggle a little bit. We should give him some credit though, right? He made the finals last year. Played for the championship. It's true. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's going to be starting (laughs) Philip Lindsay week one. (laughs) (laughs) He probably did that last week, week one too, to be honest. It would kind of be fun when we round out the first round to go back and think of who his running back might be. Okay, let's maybe revisit that then. So then we have a second team, and that's Bobby, who doesn't pick until the 19th pick. And he's keeping DeAndre Hopkins and Christian McCaffrey. He's got a solid running back and a solid wide receiver. So what do you guys see as his area of need? Is it definitely a second running back? Given McCaffrey's injuries last year, I think he's probably thinking running back is the most important just because he got absolutely hammered by McCaffrey last year. Luckily, he was able to pick up Mike Davis to fill in the gap, but he's probably got to look back and think he was contending for a championship last year if McCaffrey wasn't hurt. True, but how will he contend without being able to get James Robinson before the league year even starts? Yeah, Yeah, this guy's (laughs) going to weasel himself in the first round. I can feel it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was his goal though, right? He had James Robinson dangling for people and then they went ahead and drafted Travis Etienne for God knows what reason. So his dreams of trading a valuable keeper just kind of plummeted. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then we have the worst of the worst, arguably the worst keepers of the group. We have Nick picking at 24. He has Dalvin Cook and Julio Jones. What are his areas of need? Again, another one with a strong receiver and running back. Strong-ish. Yeah, it's like strong (laughs) receiver. The thing is, if you're not keeping two running backs in this league, your area of need is running back. I'm just so envious of the guys trotting out two running backs yeah. every time because they have some flexibility in the first round, second round, whereas us schmucks that don't have two running back keepers, we're just pulling that straws, trying to figure out who's landing Chase Edmonds. Is there, for some of us, it might be your RB1. I think your area of need is automatically running back if you don't keep two. Especially if you've given away your first round pick, because then you're drafting yeah, towards the end of the second. You're already borderline to get a running back who's going to get 10 touches week one. I don't even know who he's getting there. He's 10 picks into the second round. I think you made a great point, though. Let's revisit those three teams to kind of talk about, here are the leftovers for you guys that might be there at your picks, knowing that 
Devin picks four times in the second round before it even gets to Nick. I think I know where most of those running backs are going. (laughs) That is a great idea. This isn't so much about Nick, but the history of the baffle draft. You can sit there and people can mock how wide receivers are going to go, you know, picks 5, 10, and 12. And every year, it blows my mind how many running backs are taken (laughs) instead of top-tier wide receivers. People just eat up running backs in this league. It's so hard to plan for this draft. Given this league and how we are with the running backs, I'm really curious where someone like Michael Thomas goes, who's going to be out for the first month of the season, if not longer. Is he a waiver wire guy or is someone going to take him in like the third round because they didn't know he was injured? And they're looking at their NFL.com projections that they printed off in July. And they're like, no one's taken Michael Thomas? (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Well, that covers the teams without first round picks. And let's get to the meat of this episode. Dive right into the mock draft. With the first pick, Devin with his Aquarium Avenue Magikarps. And his keepers are Austin Eckler and Chris Carson. I don't know what the hell the GM was doing, trading away all of his best players by like week three and not leaving anybody to have as a keeper. Devin doesn't have a lot of options in this spot. He's got to go Najee Harris, although I think we do need to start asking some questions about him after the last couple seasons with him rostering Mapletron and now selecting another Pittsburgh Steeler <laughs> as his first pick. So, Did he have Juju at one point never, as well? Never had Juju. I'm starting to get concerned. His keepers are, meh, Austin Eckler has a decent amount of value with the move to the half PPR. Chris Carson, I don't think anybody's really excited about, but he is a week one starter. We'll see how long that lasts. And then, yeah, he's drafting a young running back. So should be set on that position after this pick. I don't think there's much to add. I've also been inundating the chat with pictures and threads of Najee Harris. I hate this pick so much. Like, I'll just go ahead and say it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm so, not happy about it. This pick is so annoying. It's so annoying. It's one thing to like watch one of your like best pals to go up there and draft like a Steelers rookie running back first overall, let alone your boyfriend doing it. Uh, it's just infuriating. I don't even know if I can watch it with my own eyes. He does I... have two running backs. Why are you not even looking in the direction of a receiver? Because I'm a big <laughs> Steelers guy. At the end of the day, it's like one running backs are insanely valuable. If I'm not picking Najee Harris, I'm trading the first overall pick for a shit ton of picks because he's projected by people to be a workhorse for a number of years. On a team without an O-line. You have all the the draft picks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you already have all the picks. How many more do you you want? There are a few people that have inquired about the first overall pick, and they they have uh, put together some interesting packages. Yeah, unless I don't want to put somehow... ideas in your head, but you should definitely draft McCaffrey's handcuff with one of your early picks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trade, trade up to Bobby. the one right before Bobby. I mean, he's already got two second round picks before Bobby picks one. Well, there you go. Yeah. Do it for the people, man. This pick is as much locked in as it as it can be. So let's move to the second pick, which is Colin and his Delmere Dog Pound picking with Ezekiel Elliott and Devontae Adams as keepers. Like we said, he's pretty well got to go with the running back since he didn't keep two. I really like his keepers, especially since uh, we know that Aaron Rodgers' uh, saga is over and he's coming back to Green Bay. Devontae is top two, top three wide receiver in the game. I still see Colin going with the running back. And uh, Montgomery had a pretty sneaky good uh, year last year, and uh, he's not too, too old. That's where I see Colin going with this one. You got him going David Montgomery. I agree with that one. I think Montgomery's still on his rookie deal too, yeah, and I don't think he's had a ton of injuries. The only thing I would say about him is I know he got a shit ton of volume last year because there was literally no one else on the roster that could run the ball. I don't see like Tariq Cohen coming back from, I think he tore his ACL, eating into a ton of David Montgomery's touches. They so. do like him as a gadget guy though, we'll see. I definitely think Montgomery's like his likely pick here. I don't disagree with that. Colin doesn't strike me as a surprise guy. He's kind of somewhat easy to read. Why go crazy when you can just plug in another running back that's probably going to be an RB1 at the end Mm -hmm. of the year, barring injuries? All right, so let me ask you guys, what about Josh Jacobs as an alternative? I don't see a problem with Josh Jacobs there. I think it's just honestly kind of preference with them signing Drake. They signed him for a reason, so he might just chop into some of Jacobs' carries. But Jacobs is still a decently young talent. They've obviously mm-hmm. invested a lot of time and money in him. So 
I don't see it really chopping into his playing time too, too much. I think Drake's more there from like an insurance perspective and also maybe to help in the red zone a bit. But I could see Montgomery, Jacobs, Davis, either of those guys going there. Keep in mind that Colin had Montgomery all year. So when Devin mentioned that he, or maybe it was a deep, he had a sneaky great year. Colin was riding shotgun with him the entire year or most of the year. So he's well aware of the numbers that Montgomery was putting up. Maybe he just swoops him back up and keeps him on his team for another year. Was yeah, that, that the Keenan true. Allen trade? No, it was the DeAndre Swift trade. Yeah. Yeah, it was oh, Swift right. for Montgomery. It was Swift for Montgomery. <laughs> Perfect segue because Brent has our third pick. And so we could talk about Brent's team now. And the newly named Essex Offenders have DeAndre Swift and DK Metcalf as keepers after his offseason trade for DK Metcalf. No surprise, also going running back with this one, and I have Brent taking James Robinson. Unlike the other expansion franchise, I actually see some method to what Brent's doing here. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think with his keeper of Swift and drafting another young running back, he's building for the future, setting himself up with hopefully two locked-in keepers for years to come. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's so funny, because last year, it's literally why I drafted Gibson and Akers get my two running backs for the future and traded both of them week six or seven or something yeah he like just that. gave he up like, so quickly yeah yeah oh, acres <laughs> well, is a bomb let's get rid of him no acres was right before the playoffs gibson was like week three for julio in the first i think the only thing i want to say about brent's team is i believe his team name is what's holding up our baffleware order because <laughs> it hasn't shipped yet and i've asked a couple of times where they're at with it maybe they just saw sx offenders and they're like fuck these guys for the uh, we're not pr- yeah we're not i, should point, I should point out that unbaffled the podcast has no affiliation with this team name and we don't condone in any way <laughs> the naming of this franchise. Changes the yeah. broke back name and you're thinking, okay, maybe he'll go with something, you know, a little more PC, a little more uh, you no. know, mainstream, but no, he goes no. in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, well, just, just yeah, double somehow down. made it worse. <laughs> double down on the controversy. Yeah. We got an early run going in this draft. We got Najee Harris, David Montgomery, and James Robinson. The first three off the board. And then it takes us to probably my favorite team to analyze because what this guy's doing with his keepers, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> and it's our, it's our dear friend, Corey. Corey and his newly named Hibiscus Battlehogs have gone into the offseason keeping Miles Sanders and Darren Waller, letting go of Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs for pennies. Obviously, his area of need is running back. So, Devin, how do you assess this situation? Yeah, the running back run continues, and I have him taking Josh Jacobs, but, you know, he'll probably flip him by week three for (laughs) fucking maybe Julio Jones again. I don't know. Who knows what's going on in this guy's head, but yeah, his keepers are an absolute joke, and I don't know how he uh, hangs on to Waller there instead of keeping Jefferson. He gave me a quick breakdown of his logic, and he was like, I'm going to try and win position battles. As an example... He said, if I take, say, a quarterback with the fourth overall pick, he said, every week I should win the quarterback and the tight end battle. Sick. And I didn't say it because, you know, I don't always just want to hammer Corey. That's cool, but what about the two running backs and the two wide receivers and flex positions that make up about 80% of these points? Yeah, the roster. Says the the guy with the fish. (laughs) Listen, trading digs sucked, but it is what it is. Jefferson is a guy I could see myself snagging here, or Ridley. I'm not opposed to going wide receiver here. I've tried it all. I went two wide receivers the first year, didn't work out. Tried two running backs last year, we all know what happened there. Or no, I didn't. I went two wide receivers again last year. And then this year, I'm going to switch it up. Waller would definitely be gone. That was a big advantage for me going down this stretch was having like a tight end that I could plug and play every single week. That's what saved me from getting the fish probably. So to me, it's having another guy that I don't have to worry about made sense to hold on to. Yeah, I could have just picked him here at four, but there's no way Waller or Jefferson was getting to me in my second round. I like how you're talking like, oh, I did this last year. It didn't work out. I did this year before. It didn't work out. It's not the drafting that's your problem. It's the Mad Mike drunk trading that you do throughout the season. Yeah. yeah. You just need to hang on to your players. The problem the is, yeah, trades. there's just, yeah, there's so much analysis. The opposite of 
paralysis by analysis. Looks at it too much. He's like, fuck, I got to do something. Yeah. And then, you know, he, hey, I mean, I like good trades. on him. He's, I like trades. He's, he Which likes is exactly trade. what I was going to ask you is how many times do you think in three minutes to make a pick, how many yeah. different players will run through Corey's mind in those three minutes, do you think? Not as many as Cosgrove. <laughs> <laughs> I see Corey... I bet he's going in. He's going to say, "I could just take the best running yeah, back for sure." That's exactly what Corey's going to do. I think he's going to be too busy texting everyone, trying to trade out of it because he doesn't know what the fuck to do. He's like, "I'm damned if I take Ridley or Jefferson. I'm damned if I take Mike Davis or Josh Jacobs. I'm going to screw it up somehow. So I might as well just trade back and delay the inevitable." I would love <laughs> to trade out of this spot. I would love to trade out of this spot. Yeah, he's working the phones for yeah. sure. But is he being greedy? Because, you know, he doesn't trade keepers for anything less than a second-round pick. How greedy yeah. can I be? I get this greedy label. I've got the most trades over anybody. Because That is came, absolutely not you, true. You trotted out on, on the, the last, last two podcast, years for sure. and, and you said anyone who trades a keeper for anything less than a second-round pick is a complete <laughs> idiot. And then you traded the best wide receiver for a fourth. <laughs> I, actually, I should tell you how happy that text made me. Uh, the second, what happened? Oh, Brent traded... His fourth for DK Metcalf, yeah. and and the sadness message I get from Corey, just okay, oh, fine, man. fourth for Diggs. <laughs> that was it. Those five wow, words. Fuck. It's like, yeah, it's like you guys said on the last one too. It's like, okay, then let him go back in for nothing. You literally had an entire segment on that. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, it, it was like, like, what are we going to agree? What are we going to like your... agree every single podcast? Like, you say something, and I'll just oh. be like, "Yep, sounds good. That makes sense." So you're saying that you agreed with me? You were just trying to play up for entertainment value? I wow, mean, fraud. Okay. I mean, who knows? All right, so that's the first four picks. Now we move on what? to. Well, wait. I just want to see Corey. Oh. What's your analysis? I'm not opposed to trading it. I'm not opposed to. Like you said, I could take Jacobs, Davis, Ridley, Jefferson. Those are the guys I'm eyeing. I think Corey will be disgusted if he takes Jacobs there. He'll be upset. He'll hate it, but... Yeah, he'll hate it. He has to do it. He's going to do it, but he's going to hate it. If I'm analyzing his spa right now, is he completely confident in Miles Sanders? Probably not. No, absolutely not. So then let me give you some other options, Devin. I know Corey won't answer this, so let me ask you two. The other options at this spot would be, right, Mike Davis, Kareem Hunt... And uh, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon-ish, that yeah. range. We're getting a little deep there, but Mike Davis I and Kareem Hunt for sure are the options. Again, like you said, it depends like how much you overthink Really listen this. to the running backs you just listed, and you're like, why did you keep Miles Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> but all I'm saying is that if you don't have confidence in Miles Sanders, which you probably shouldn't, do you really want to wait until round two or three to try and find your RB2? Or do you want to pick a Josh Jacobs or a Mike Davis, who you know is going to be the starting running back for mm-hmm. their respective football teams? Yeah, there's, there's better I, players. Or... There's better wide receivers. But yep. you can get a ton of wide receivers in round two and three. And then you just you pick your running backs, and you're probably playing those guys every week. Once again, though, you have four picks before his second round pick. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Let's move to pick number five, and it is our reigning champion, Noel. And he is keeping Aaron Jones and Clyde Edwards-Elaire. For the first time, I think we have someone who has a need that isn't running back. Yeah, I mean, this being baffled, it wouldn't totally shock me if he goes and takes a third running back as well. But for this one, I did have him breaking the running back run and taking a wide receiver. I had him taking Ridley. I could uh, equally see someone else in the spot. Is Jefferson back in the draft, or did Corey end up trading him? Nope, Jefferson's back in the the mix. Yeah, so I could easily see him taking Jefferson here as well, but the two of them are both kind of similar players, young wide receivers. Ridley's got Julio no longer taking all the touches, so uh, Mm -hmm. the two of them should both have big years. Is A.J. Brown an option, or is that now A.J. Brown's dealing with Julio Jones being in the mix there? I think he's an option. comes down to personal preference, I think. I feel like Noel has, well, he did have Ridley on his roster last year, so there's probably uh, an emotional attachment there. So he may stick with what he knows. But uh, I really like A.J. Brown as a player. Maybe uh, his stock went down a little bit with Julio coming into the mix. But can't really go wrong with either of those guys. And being able to take a, a receiver in this spot is a nice luxury. And he can, he's can he got sure. nice options to take. Yep. It just goes back to the point I was trying to make earlier. Where if you keep two running backs in this league, you're in such a great position. 
especially if you can take the top wide receiver off the board. And this year, there's a lot of nice ones kicking around. I think he goes back to Ridley if I don't snag him right before. Corey's trying to set the stage for straight up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I won't to make take anything panic. less than a second. No, round. but I think like Ridley, Jefferson, Brown, like all these guys Devin was naming makes total sense. Well, I don't think we are going to get much disagreement here. Like you said, he's got two running backs that are pretty good. Calvin Ridley was on his squad, championship squad last year. He's going to want him back. I think he goes there too. Just going to remind you that he also has pick 14 as well, right? He has a ton of flexibility on what he wants to do. But I think at the end of the day, Ridley is his boy. So then we can go to pick six, and it's Pearson. Where will the big guys go? Well, the big guys just picked up their uh, fantasy magazines. So uh, if any injuries happen between now and then, uh, they're going to be ignored. <laughs> his pick is probably pretty well locked in. I see. Him Actually, before you go into it, I should mention his keepers. So he mm-hmm. kept Saquon Barkley and J.K. Dobbins. What do you guys think about Barkley? I'm really not super high on him. If I was in a redraft league, I would really stay away from him at his ADP. Obviously, if he falls a little bit, I would uh, take him, but uh, I wouldn't be super thrilled about having him. I don't know what his current average is, but I would say if he's the seventh or eighth running back off the board, that sounds about right to me in a redraft. He's he's way higher. I don't even know, man. I say there's probably like 10 running backs I would take before Saquon. Right now. Especially with with the injury news right now. We're talking in a redraft, especially with the injury news. There's talk he might not even play. Yeah, his ADP right now on what I'm looking at is pick five. I think that's too high. So Kamara is pick five as well. Like they have the same ADP. Right. CMC, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara. Those four for sure should be the top four picks in any redraft or um, any. What about Nick Chubb? And then yeah, Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb is right there. For me, Nick Chubb is number five. I put him ahead of Zeke. I put him ahead of Barkley. I put him ahead of Aaron Jones. Especially if you're not in a PPR league. Especially, yeah. You know, with his love for uh, young running backs, uh, is going to take Javante Williams. He's already come out and uh, said that that's fake news and that he's uh, not big on Javante Williams. But uh, I think the big guys are posturing here. They can't (laughs) pass up the uh, opportunity to take a rookie running back. Now, what is the news on Javante actually out of camp? I haven't been paying too much attention. But what I last saw, which is a while ago, Melvin Gordon is still very much in the mix there. And he's not that old. Yeah, but we're a keeper league, you know, and they took Javante, what, in the second round? They traded up to draft him in the second round. In the second, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, when a team does that, you got to think that they have some big plans for him. And Melvin Gordon, he's not really an exciting player, you know. He's definitely going to get some goal line work, and he's definitely going to take away from Javante's ceiling anyway for the first half of the season, for sure. He absolutely has to go running back again, though. I would say the only other thing would be the availability of Jefferson like if he does drop to him it'd be tough not to draft him what about Josh Allen though what about Josh Allen QB1 he could do it it's pretty damn early so I would say like you typically can't take quarterbacks in the first round of this draft in general even adding to that can you take one that's not vaccinated has that been confirmed with him I read that he was a little bit more wishy-washy about it is it okay no, he think... falls into the pot of, I want to do a little more research. Okay. That was during the whole Cole Beasley saga, or at least right. when Cole Beasley started spouting off about COVID. I don't know if he's gotten it now or anything like that. They don't really release that information. Right. And I'm, I'm not saying that from the stance on vaccination. I'm saying that purely fantasy-wise, if there's a guy who may miss games and he's a quarterback, how can you justify taking him in the first round? But we all know Pearson, he falls in love with a player and, and he takes it. My only question would so, be, is Josh Allen available for his second round pick? So, and if so he really wants say, Josh Allen. It's like it's either Jefferson, because I think if Jefferson's sitting there for him, he's going to take him. But cough, cough, you're going to have to trade up to four to get him. <laughs> and if you look at the draft, I can see AJ snagging a quarterback with one of his three first round picks. Yep. Dufresne definitely picks a quarterback before Pearson picks. Yes. So that's two quarterbacks off the board. Yeah, and so you're probably looking at Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. If he really wants uh, his boy Josh, he probably has to take him at pick six. It's just so much draft capital to invest in a quarterback. I was looking at some of the stats uh, a while back. I don't know if they've held true over the last couple of years, but I don't think anybody has repeated as QB1 in back-to-back seasons in a long time. 
it mm-hmm. really changes around and it's really hard for guys to when they have these 400 plus point fantasy seasons to do that again look at you doing research before you came on the pod i'm so impressed <laughs> someone had to be prepared on here yeah. <laughs> all right all let's move to that you clowns normally bring <laughs> <laughs> let's move to pick number seven and it's chris picking and god help this guy but once again he kept joe mixon and then his other keeper is jonathan taylor Again, another team with two running backs in the middle of the first round. Where do you have him going? Well, first off, what's going on with this name? Can we get a petition going for him to rebrand? Because that's fucking awful. And his logo <laughs> is even worse. How he decided that that was what he was going with, I have no clue. Anyways. Yeah, he needs to fire his creative director. For sure. <laughs> for sure. So in terms of the pick, since he, you know, for some reason thinks that uh, Joe Mixon is a starting running back, he's going to go with the receiver. And I do like Taylor, by the way, a lot. That's going to be a good keeper for him. Yeah, I have him taking A.J. Brown here with Jefferson. I didn't have him in my mock draft because I thought, what kind of fucking moron is going to let that guy back into the draft? (laughs) But uh, could be A.J. Brown, could be Justin Jefferson. But Corey seems to already be uh, telling everyone that he's taking him at four. I think he goes wide receiver, but... There's a part of me that thinks he's pretty worried about his running backs. He should be. This is where I could see a guy, who knows, it's baffle. Like, he might just go running back, and I think he could. At this point, what, we've had a run of a couple wide receivers now, so it could be Uh, Josh Jacobs. No, we've had one receiver off the board, Corey. Well, two, Ridley and (laughs) Brown with this one. Oh, yeah, but we're we're talking about this. But I'm saying if Pearson ends up going wide receiver, which I think is a very big possibility, that would be Noel wide receiver, Pearson wide receiver, and then maybe Josh Jacobs falls to him. He might be fed up with Jacobs because he was the one who had him and he was trying to get rid of him and nobody was interested, so he may not want to yeah. go back down that route. It's yeah. never a bad call to have three running backs on your team. We have that flex position. You know, you have Joe Mixon on the team. Like, you never know what you're going to get from him. Uh, an injury, that's what you're going to get from him. Yeah or, get or, yeah, or complete garbage too, yeah. right? Like, there's... There's been entire seasons where he was just putting up 23 yards on 12 carries, and you're just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> so there are a couple of options. Yeah, like if Josh Jacobs falls to him, how do you not pick that guy? Or right. maybe take a swing with Mike Davis. That offense in Atlanta should still be pretty darn good. I'm not an O-line whisperer, so I don't know exactly the stats on their O-line or anything like that. I can't imagine too many people are going in that in depth. They're yeah, somewhere Jacobs, between the Mike Cleveland Davis. Browns and the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Joe Mixon upsets me enough back. that I don't really want to talk about his team much more. <laughs> All right, there you go. So, and especially because I'm next, so I want to hear what you guys think of where I will go with this pick. My keepers are Alvin Kamara and Stefan Diggs, as I mentioned already. So, Devin, how do you assess what goes down at this pick? Yeah, well, I do like your keepers. I'm curious. I can't remember. If you didn't make the Diggs trade, who were you looking at as keeper number two there? It was either Mostert or Mahomes, and probably Mostert. Yeah, it's not too bad, but Diggs is definitely an upgrade. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like the the keepers. Uh, I think I gave you one of the higher grades in my uh, analysis on the mock draft. Being that you have kept a wide receiver, I definitely think you're going to have to go running back here. And I had you taking Mike Davis. I think he's the last guy we have here that is... Pretty well a surefire week one bell cow starter. So Who knows gross. how it'll go the rest of the season, but uh, starting off, uh, he should be good for you. So disgusting. I want no part of Mike Davis. You're probably taking Raheem here. I think you're going to get Raheem back. I'm kind of hoping that. You know who I really want, I think? I think it's Kareem Hunt. I was I, just going to say, it better really... be Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and that's not a stretch by any means. Devin nailed it where like Mike Davis and maybe a David Johnson, but that's, that's even more gross. gross. Yeah, are, are no, probably the remaining running backs that have opportunity week one. Other than that, you kind of get into a mishmash of guys. And yeah, it's Kareem either is, one of is the... definitely the most talented out of those guys. Yeah. Like the Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, and then you got Kareem Hunt. I don't even want to say like a Ronald Jones or Melvin Gordon. No, absolutely not. No. I'm looking at potentially, unless one of the running backs up higher slips, Kareem Hunt or Raheem Mostert. I don't think all the running backs will go to the point that I don't have one of those as an option, right? <laughs> like yep. those eight yep. guys, I should have one of them. <laughs> Lock them in. Some sort of running back is going at pick eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I yeah. do kind of want to take a receiver, but no. <laughs> I think if David you... Johnson in the first round, we need to throw them out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> 
I mean, who's running the ball there? I know they're not going to do anything special, but at least they get an RB1 yeah. on that team as they go 0-17. and 17. The reason I would be hesitant on Mostert is this guy gets hurt all the time. Yeah. That kind of sucks. And who's the young guy that they have on their team? The, the rookie. Wait, Philip Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon. Philip yeah. Lindsay's in Houston? I forgot. <laughs> man, they signed oh, Philip Lindsay, man. Ingram, and they have oh, David yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, remember I told you it's like the retread all-star list, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're just going for a comeback player of the year. There was one more running yeah. back, too, who was Where's like a comeback Duke Johnson? player. Is he still on the team, or did he get moved? Good question. Houston Texans depth chart. Rex Burkhead, that's the other guy. Oh, Rex Burkhead, oh, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, that was God. the one. <laughs> that's awesome. I was like, who's the other one? Their RB2 is Chris Conley. Yeah. <laughs> Watch so, Rex Burkhead lead, lead that backfield in touches. Let's move to the next trio of picks because they're all coming from the same GM. At 9, 10, and 11, we have AJ picking three times back to back to back. This is where the mock draft shows its age. His keepers are Antonio Gibson and Miles Gaskin. He's probably thinking he's set on running back for the most part, but where do you have him going, Devin? With three picks in a row in the first round, he's taken one running back for sure. Is there any question about that, even though he's already got two? If Mostert falls to him, that's the first one that's coming off the board. So in terms of the age, I had him taking Darren Waller, thinking, again, you know, what kind of doofus is going to keep him? And Michael Thomas, who the injury news is putting a bit of damper on that. We'll do some freestyling. He'll definitely take a wide receiver. He may go with someone like Chris Godwin with that pick. He should have another big season for Tampa Bay. And then with Waller off the board, I don't think he goes tight end because with Waller, Kittle, and uh, Kelsey, there's no one else really that's too exciting so he'll probably take another wide receiver i could see him maybe going with uh, amari cooper i feel like aj is a big amari cooper guy yeah i thought he might even keep him but i guess he's not that into him and remember at this point one of it justin jefferson and aj brown will still be on the board right or at least that's what you had uh, I, I don't I, that's what i had in my mock draft but i don't actually see that happening i think jefferson Adib, was really early Adib, you gotta tell me if justin jefferson falls to you you're gonna tell me you're picking Mike Davis over Justin Jefferson. I told you I'm not Raheem taking Mike Davis over anyone. <laughs> okay, then any of those. Uh, but like why? Kareem but Hunt, why, Kareem but Hunt why over Justin Mike Jefferson. Dav- but then why would you have Mike Davis going to one of us in the first four picks? Adib's logic at eight was that he only has one running back. Yeah, so he kind of wants to go with a running back. Yeah. No, I understand that, but I'm saying if you look at the bin of running backs available, and you look at Justin Jefferson, how do you not just say? Fuck these second tier. That's exactly what I'm backs. saying at four. I'm going Jefferson. Well, that's why I said I really want to take a receiver because I think you're right. Jefferson is unreasonably going to fall to me there, but I just don't think I can actually do that and survive with Yeah, like I can back. see how you'd say I'm going to take Kareem Hunt over like Keenan Allen or something like that or, mm-hmm. or a Mike Evans. But if Jefferson falls to you and you can go Diggs and Jefferson. It could make up for having a really quad He did this whole pitch just to set up that line. That's amazing. That's insane. You're insane. Literally calls me crazy all offseason for not keeping a running back and then is like, dude, you could just have Diggs and Jefferson. This is the point I'm trying to make is that you're almost backpedaling on what you were saying earlier. If you don't have two running backs, how do you... Like, if Jefferson's sitting there at four for me, why wouldn't I just take Jefferson or Ridley? No, there's a difference in your spot because you get the pick of those running backs. Also, you have a shit running back. Yeah, But I can have Mike Davis at four. Yeah, like, I have have the one or two top three potentially running backs. I'm okay. You still need a second running back. Yeah, but you don't even have a first one. Which is why it's not an option for you, but it is for me. That's why. Take your second running back at 18. All right, so you had, ganged up on. Yeah, so you had Mostert going to AJ or whatever running back going at AJ's first pick, and then you had Godwin you, and Cooper. Now, do you think he would go down that far to Godwin? I think that when you get kind of to this tier, this is where the value is because there's 15 wide receivers that he could take, and you would just say, "Yep." I mean, there's an Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper. That's Godwin. exactly who I was going to post. He takes one to. of those. He takes one of those. He takes Mahomes and he takes Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. That's gross. Luckily, That's this, is, he doesn't have this isn't your mock draft, so I'm going to just write down according to what he, he doesn't have a said. second round pick. 
You guys really think, by the way, that Kareem Hunt's going to go in the first round? I love the guy, but... He did last he's year. Backup running back. Yeah, but there's also so many mouths to feed in our offense. It's absolutely gross. Like Between OBJ, Landry, Hunt, Chubb, and DPJ seems to be a revelation. Honestly, I think the receivers are going to have to deal with, deal with it being... Yeah, it's, it's run priority. And the mix of Hunt and Chubb. The O-line's so good that I think Hunt will produce anyways. He was still amazing last year. And I know he got a boost, right, because Chubb was out those four games. But that was the first year with Kevin Stavansky. I think they're just going to get better this year. With all the receivers like, stepping up, it just opens the run game even more. No, I'm so confident with Kareem Hunt. Fair enough. Looks like Adib just locked in his pick. So yeah, if well, anyone I'm, out there, I'm basically if talking Cosgrove into taking him at seven is what I'm doing. Yeah, if anyone wants Kareem Hunt <laughs> before pick eight, you're going to have to trade up. Anybody else's handcuffs getting drafted in the first round? Jesus. <laughs> maybe a chance yeah. that he pulled me. But if you want like Kareem it. Hunt, you can contact Corey DeZormo <laughs> at pick number four. At pick number four, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he'll take four first-round picks and whatever else you got. <laughs> but barring that, he'll take a fourth. <laughs> All right, so that was awesome. We just got we just took care of three additional picks there with AJ going Mostert, Cooper, and Godwin. Now yeah. we're at pick twelve with James, and his keepers are Derek Henry and Travis Kelsey, an absolute powerhouse combo of keepers. Where does James go? James is always one that doesn't necessarily fall for the, you know, you got to take an RB, you got to take an RB. So I definitely see him taking the best player available. And I could see him going with Keenan Allen at this spot as a wide receiver. Yeah, it's tough to argue that one. Is Keenan I mean, Allen the best player available at that spot? I think so. At this point, it comes down to personal preference when you're in these wide receivers. They all have similar projections. You know, you could go Robert Woods, you could go Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, but it comes down to who you like. I think he's, mm-hmm. is he not the man who took Kareem Hunt in the first round last year? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Could happen I think, again. I think he goes running back. And then if it's yeah. running back. What are his options who... at that point? I guess Mike Davis is still on the I don't board, even right? know how this draft is going off at this point. but Here, I'll, I'll um, recap to you what we have so far right now. It's Najee Harris, David Montgomery, James Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Calvin Ridley, <laughs> Javante Williams, A.J. Brown or Justin Jefferson. I don't know which you want to put there. Then Kareem Hunt or Raheem Mostert. Then the other one, whoever's left there. And then Amari Cooper there's, and Chris Godwin. I don't think there's any way Mike Davis makes it that far. No, I agree. There's no um, way. Honestly, every other player on this list, I like better than him. Crazy. I guess so. Um, Mike Davis has no competition. competition. He has Quadri Olison <laughs> and Corderell Patterson as his two right. other guys. Right. Yep. Their offense is going to be pretty good with Ridley. Russell can Gage you, is decent. Stop Kyle Pitts. So I got him at four. If we're going to talk about things that could really fuck up the draft, as we've laid it out here, would be Brent going maybe somewhere other than Robinson. I need to survive and not get a fish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Mike Davis or I'm going to take David Johnson. And then it tumbles. It's like, okay, well, then is someone who was thinking wide receiver suddenly going, oh, shit. He might be like the tipping point of if you go back and review the mock draft where we got it all wrong, it's going to be wherever James Robinson potentially goes. Yeah, I would hate for Mike Davis and then a bunch of the other guys that I want to be available at my pick. Because you're right, there's no competition in Atlanta. And as much as I hate them, do yeah, I just make that... to Mike Davis. Yeah, oh my god, I know, I know. Now I'm like scared. Like, am I passing up someone I, I should absolutely be taking? I will not take him. I really don't want to. He Googled Quadriolison. He Quadriolison. He's like, Ugh. and he's like, holy yeah. shit. And I've <laughs> seen Cordero Patterson play. So. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Quadri Olsen be the revelation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. RB3. Okay, so we have James taking... Are you going with Keenan Allen a, still? James is a yeah. wild card. He is a wild I card. Had a, I had Kareem Hunt going to him. That's where I was going to peg Kareem. Well, but if you love him so much... Then... Even if I don't take him, I don't think Kareem Hunt makes it that far. I don't think Kareem Hunt makes it past AJ's three picks. I know I have a problem, and I, I wonder if you guys, because obviously you've done a little bit of mock drafting, when I have my eyes on a guy that's like not an obvious pick, I'm not thinking I'm going to get Jefferson in the second round or something like that. But there can be guys lower down, and I just can't bring myself for like people to select them. I always justify if Robert Woods is my guy. I'd be like, oh, they don't want Robert Woods. <laughs> what do you, they, you mean know, if? Cooper. Yeah, yeah, big Robert Woods guy. You know, I'd be like, oh, they're clearly going to want Cooper Cup, or they're clearly going to want Tyler Lockett. So I'll just plug those guys. And then, oh my God, I somehow ended up with Robert Woods. That's crazy. <laughs> so I know that I have that subjectivity, and it kind of screws everything up when I'm trying to mock draft. 
just an aside. <laughs> Wondered if you guys do that too. Oh yeah, it's full on disinformation and fake news all over the place. Uh, trying to influence the draft with the uh, mock draft so that your guys don't get taken. And I've never, never once given myself the player that I actually wanted to take. Which is another perfect segue. Great work, because you're the next pick in the draft, and so I'm sure we're going to get a ton of truthful information right now. Your keepers obviously went a little bit sideways this off season. Yeah, like what's the credibility of this guy? He didn't even get his own keepers right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he didn't have in his projection that Cam Akers would tear his Achilles. Initially, you had Nick Chubb and Cam Akers. Cam Akers obviously hurt. We'll miss all of this season to who knows how long. You instead pivoted to Daryl Henderson. Devin, who do you have going in your mock draft at this spot? First off, I just want to say I'm actually feeling pretty good about Daryl Henderson. Maybe I've talked myself into him being a, a good keeper. They haven't gone out and signed anybody. Uh, they seem like they're pretty confident in him. Like you guys said, Malcolm Brown is no longer around to steal those touches. Given the opportunity, obviously I was a big Cam Makers guy and really excited about him. But, I mean, St. Louis should have a uh, <laughs> pretty solid offense. So Henderson's going to do well. He's not going to be as elite as uh, Cam Akers, but I'm pretty excited about him. In my completely truthful pick that I would never lie about, I'll go back to Scary Terry, and I feel like he should be available here. He was my one receiver who was fairly consistent last year. He was pretty well good for like a floor of seven or eight points. He could put up 20 easily, <laughs> unlike fucking Tyler Lockett. Who and he has a, Fitzpatrick now who airs it out. Yeah, yeah. And unlike Tyler Lockett, who is a weekly zero or 30 roller coaster. So <laughs> some stability to my team could be a good thing. And this is where I'm going to point out you are an absolute liar, obviously. <laughs> and I wouldn't do that to you guys. I, I've noticed that the one receiver you haven't mentioned this whole episode is Allen Robinson. And that's for sure where you're going with that pick. 100%. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to take a receiver who's getting the ball from Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, How dare you? Yeah. They upgraded to Andy Dalton. Justin and Nick Foles, right? Which rookie they got? Fields? Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. Justin Fields. But when they signed Andy Dalton, they assured him that regardless of what they do in the draft, he is going to be QB1 to start the year. There well, you go. I don't know. They're already talking yeah. the other The way. Red Rifle. I've oh, seen a couple of... Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a few clips of Justin Fields throwing the ball, and it, it looks pretty damn sweet. I don't yep. know how long Andy Dalton is QB1, I don't but... Think it's gonna... Be long. I mean, either way, Allen Robinson, all he does is catch the football. Like I said, he's that was all a smokescreen from Devin. Oh, Mitch Trubisky's he's, not in Chicago gonna, anymore? I didn't a, know that. He's going to be a sick pick at number four. <laughs> <laughs> I love Allen Robinson, and if it were a legitimate option at eight, I'd take him at eight. He's that good. I mean, he'll be available at eight for you. Do you guys rank Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin? They're all the same, right? I like guess I'm, statistically again, they are, but Allen Robinson might, is my favorite. Yeah, you might prefer Robinson for whatever reason. But really, if Devin walked up there and picked whatever of those wide receivers or someone else who maybe dropped a little bit that we've previously mentioned, you're just kind of like, okay. I don't think there's a wrong option there. Maybe Keenan Allen, he's getting a little bit older, but I think he's been pretty durable his entire career. I don't really see And Herbert wrong answer. showed he could throw that thing, so. Yeah. And like Devin mentioned, the wrong answer is probably Tyler Lockett. Of all <laughs> like the wide receivers in that ranking, fuck you, Tyler Lockett. Honestly, my favorite thing is that Devin has ridden the Russell Wilson Tyler Lockett combo before. And yeah. so there's no way for sure that he is ever going Tyler Lockett. <laughs> I was also trying yeah. to think, like, at what spot would I take Russell Wilson? Might be <laughs> After your absolute, previous experience? <laughs> it might be the absolute last pick of the draft. <laughs> okay, quick question. Who do you take, Russell Wilson or Jared Goff? Easy Jared yeah. Goff. <laughs> <laughs> Big Detroit Lions guy. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Stafford was holding them back. Goff is ready to roll. Devin is obviously going wide receiver. Yeah. I think that's not a secret. So, yeah, he says McLaurin. He's not going McLaurin. I agree with Robinson. The other option for him would have been tight end. I bet initially when he mocked this out, he was hoping Darren Waller would have been available to him. He's like Corey, right? He just wants that one tight end he never has to think about week to week. But given who's on the board, I don't think that option's there. Unless he maybe thinks Pitts is that guy, but I don't think so. You have to be pretty damn sure at this point to take Kyle Pitts. 
Yeah, I like Pitts, but I was also going through some of the stats about the number of catches and points that all these different first round tight ends have gotten over the years. And it's like absolutely pathetic. But not most of them play with Matt Ryan, who absolutely loves his tight ends. Does he? Who's he had that's been a fantasy stud? Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper for a bit. Who was before him? They didn't go straight from from Tony Gonzalez to Austin Hooper, did they? Wasn't there someone in between? Yeah, one Hall of Famer to the next. It's a little early to take Pitts. I could see myself drafting him, but definitely not in the first round. Probably yeah. not in the second. Someone else is going to take him, for sure. Yeah, that's how it's going to be. Where Does Pearson have a second round pick? He doesn't, eh? No, he does. Yeah, he he does. picks at the oh, ninth he does? pick of the oh, second okay. round. Oof. Maybe I can see someone like that. you taking it with those four picks in a row, you know, because you can afford to... He wants, you know, he loves our division rivals. He's probably going to go Mark Andrews. I was just going to bring that up. I don't mind being the monster or the villain of the chat, but like, not that much. <laughs> like, I, 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 I can't, I don't think I can take the verbal, the beatings that often. <laughs> You're trotting out Najee Harris and Mark Andrews. <laughs> if I'm doing that, I'm going to tell you my second round is literally just going to be Ravens and Steelers then. I'm either going like, yeah, Najee Harris. Full like, villain. <laughs> you guys understand, right? Like, I didn't want to. Or yeah, I'm drafting Lamar. I'm drafting Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, fucking Juju, all these assholes. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious so I, to I, watch the Browns games with you when they're playing them. If that's the case, <laughs> I have but, faith that Devin will be on the right side and he will put the Browns ahead of his fantasy team. Yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews is probably the best tight end on the board. I guess TJ Hawkinson is there too. And then I guess if I don't get, if those two guys go in the first round before my slew of picks, I guess I could go Kyle Pitts. I guess I kind of have to, right? Or I would just take two good tight ends, maybe. Between Pitts, Andrews, and Hawkinson, those are kind of interchangeable. Pitts is on another level in comparison to a lot of the tight ends or former first-round tight ends that were from a fantasy perspective. Pitts is going to get a shit ton of work with Julio leaving and stuff. That brings us to the final pick of the first round of this year's draft, and it's Noel with his second pick of the first round. I'll just quickly recap again, right? Aaron Jones, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and with his first pick, he took Calvin Ridley. So where does he go with pick number two? He's in a great spot here with, uh, you know, two uh, solid running backs and uh, a stud wide receiver. So I could easily see the Mystics going wild card and uh, taking the first quarterback off the board. And I think that he would go with Mahomes over Allen. That's kind of where I see Noel going. I'm looking at the draft order right now. I don't think he picks again until the last pick of the fourth round after this pick. That's interesting. That is interesting. Definitely puts more pressure on him to kind of fill out his position players. Does that yeah. mean he has to go Pitts here if he's available? Does he go with God, the, no. whoever the best wide receiver is? Maybe he goes wide receiver. I was going to bring up the Pitts selection, not knowing that he did not have a third or fourth round pick. Am I second, looking at this right? Second, yeah. No, no, you're you right. Yeah, he doesn't have a yes. second or third, and he doesn't second pick until the third. last pick of the now, fourth if he, round. Now, if he had a second or a third, one or the other, then I was like, maybe Pitts is the play here. Because he has a great foundation already. He can kind of take a little bit of a risk. Not having those picks... If he doesn't go Mahomes, just as a, a spicy take, then he can just go back into the wide receiver well. Maybe McLaurin is his pick there. Oh, no, he is taking because Devin's taking him, right? Oh, right. <laughs> yes, of course. So, so I guess he robs, can go Allen Robinson. Guy. So Allen yeah. Robinson's his guy. Yeah, lock it in. <laughs> we've gone through and we've done the first 14 picks. Um, and I know there are a lot of picks to come before we get to those three teams. But let's revisit now. Because we said Bobby, Jamie, and Nick are all in need of a running back. So what does that situation look like now that we've gone through the first round? So who's first up? Jamie's Jamie the picks f- the second pick of the second yeah, round. Yeah, so, so just I don't think you. Jamie. Jamie's not in a ton of hurt, I guess. Oh, this is his first pick. Oh my, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, Chase David Johnson. Yeah, so let's look at who the options would be. David Montgomery's gone for sure. Josh Jacobs is gone. Mike Davis is probably gone. Kareem Hunt is gone. James Robinson is gone. So we're looking at Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, Damian Harris, Ronald Jones, Michael Carter. That's and then, the... yeah, Michael Carter, the Javante Williams. Yeah. No, Javante Williams, we had Pearson oh, taking have... in the first round, right? I don't like it. If these guys were like your RB2 here, you would be pretty happy, probably. Well, these are all guys who have... Well, no, so Jamie hasn't picked. 
a running back yet. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's like, only this is be your... slightly better than Miles Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not going to be upset. Say he walks away with Chase Edmonds, who could have a really nice year. He won't be that upset. It's when he picks his running back pick 40, where he's all of a sudden playing Latavius Murray. That's when he's going to be Yeah, really his next he... pick is at 41. I, I get Latavius Murray makes it there. Yeah, I get <laughs> why you kept the two guys, but it's just going to suck going zero RBs for that long. Can we talk about something since Devin's here? How did this negotiation go with the first round pick for George Kittle? A gentleman GM just <laughs> come on the air and arrowed his dirty laundry. It was a hard negotiation. Started off much higher. and <laughs> Much Jamie higher whittled. than a first round pick, right? <laughs> Jamie, Jamie whittled me down and... Slowly beat it out of me, and uh, I finally agreed to uh, let go of Kittle for a first. Oh my god. That's kind of where this may have gone off the rails for Jamie. Kittle's a great keeper. Could he have maybe held on to his first round pick and gotten him for something less? Probably. And then he would have been in much better shape. I would have been in better shape if I was able to hang on to Kittle for a while too. But <laughs> Them's the Here we are. Yeah. It'll be interesting looking how those three teams, Snyder, Beijing, and Tyler, round out their roster. Bobby luckily has McCaffrey, and yeah. Nick luckily has Cook. So they have the top tier of running backs. But you're forced to take a running back here, right? Yeah, I don't think they have those a guys? It doesn't matter if every pick in the second round, up until Bobby and then Nick, are running backs. You have to pick a running back. And Bobby's got to reach early for McCaffrey's backup. He absolutely has to do that. There's who? no way he's making a pass. Like that is. I think I saw it was Chuba Hubbard, which is an awesome name. Yeah. He's Canadian. Yeah, Chuba Isn't Hubbard. He? Oh, yeah, he's yes, he for Oklahoma, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he's Good absolutely Canadian lad. to take him in like the third or fourth round because there's no way he's making it to round five. So, yeah, Bobby mm -hmm. is probably going to have to go two running backs in the next few picks. And then Nick, whatever. <laughs> is he <laughs> going to show up to the draft this year or is he getting Bobby to draft for him again? Is he officially on notice? Because I know... It's three in a row, I, right, so far? Has he done what? the last two he hasn't been there? I think the last two for sure. Yeah. I think he's missed three drafts in a row, boys. I don't think so. No. I feel like I remember last year I was making fun of him for missing his third straight draft. Technically, he did show up last year, so he at least has that going for him. And I think yeah, we he did showed delay up in the, the time uh, on him in the last minute. But he was still planning on like maybe just doing the first round and then That's bolting. True. You guys are killing it with the segues today, because this is the perfect time to make a special announcement. We'll turn it over to Devin. As the Creek Crossing Sharks have moved into their new location, we're very proud to uh, host this year's Baffle Draft at the Creek Crossing Resort. So looking forward to having all you guys in the backyard. Should be a good time. I have I did nothing check. going on the whole day, so if anyone wants to show yeah. up at 7 a.m., you're more That's than welcome. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is like <laughs> I just pulled up the calendar and looked at it. The only thing I have... On September 4th, it's just baffle draft, and it's scheduled for all day. I was going to say, yeah. did you block it's... the day before or the day after? Yeah, it's <laughs> blocked yeah. from 1 a.m. for 24 hours. With oh, little actually... notes that say, check on my child in between. <laughs> I, uh, I, I am off on the Friday. I don't know if I booked it off because of the baffle draft or just because that's Labor Day weekend. Either way, great <laughs> move by me. I'll be yeah. working the phones hard that day for sure. There you Either go. way, great move by me. I love that for you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, That's are great. you off yeah. that day or you go back the week before? I go back the week before. Actually, here's a complete Munson move. I go back the day Ella's school starts. <laughs> like, so, what a complete so Parenting 101, awful. nailed it. When yeah, is that? Like, Do you need me to book off the day to drop her off at school? Or? Yeah, like, what a complete Munson. I was going to be so stressed out that day. Just like you trying know what to you figure should out. do? Call him sick. Yeah. What's one, what's one more day? Off for an entire month, and you're like, you know what? Kind of sniffly. Yeah. Going to have what's to stay home, sorry. What's, doesn't yeah. your kid start school today? Uh, not sure about that. Yeah. You're like, yeah. actually, she probably does, but I got to go golfing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm a, I'm a golf guy now. Big golf guy. Oh, one th question I forgot to ask you, Corey, is uh, which pick you taking Joshua Kelly with? Mm, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> He's on my radar, though. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could have kept him. Could have kept yeah, him. Yeah, could have kept him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could have kept him. I got a, like a question. We did the mock draft, and we're and we're all good here. How many trades do you think are going to happen? Let's just say in the first two rounds. How many do you, you have lined up? Rarely see trades of picks. Everybody tries to, but it's really hard to do. 
I got Devin moving up to one of AJ's picks. I haven't even reached out to AJ. And we've talked about it talked about it on the podcast. That I love AJ so much. <laughs> but, but engaging with him in fantasy football trades is probably top two worst things in the world ever. Who would you rather trade with, AJ or Nick? <laughs> <laughs> I just I just let Baffle go down to thirteen teams. <laughs> I have reached out to quite a few people, and a lot of them don't love the idea of trading a first. I think because I was so excited about having multiple second-round picks that I kind of like jumped the gun, and I was emailing these people pretty early. They haven't really had a chance to do you probably any other research. GMs? No, I said <laughs> Holy email, but immediately. Fuck! I knew <laughs> like, I was gonna get shit for saying Holy that. Holy smokes! You... I actually send them a letter with official baffle letterhead. That would be amazing. With like a Holy with a Magikarp Magikarp insignia. Yeah, yeah, he still faxes his trades, uh, <laughs> like his done deals to Bobby. <laughs> I wish that was a thing. I've reached out to a few, and they just till they've done their research, and and maybe I don't know how many of them like mock out the first round or two. None. None. Probably, <laughs> probably not. Bunch of idiots. I mean, Chris um, has done probably seven different versions of a mock. That's enough. No, for I definitely, said, I definitely, I can't wait to see Chris's binder this year. I guess if he's doing them while he's watching the Olympics, it might be like four binders he brings. <laughs> but I guarantee it's like way smaller. I don't know how many. If people are interested in trading or not, maybe they have to do their research. I know Corey is always open, but you could just text him like, "Do you want to trade?" And he'll be like, "Yeah." They're like fantasy football. He's like, "Okay, yeah, cool, fantasy football trades." Like, <laughs> What else are you guys like, trading? I don't know. Like, whatever he wants. Would you rather me just be not open to trading? That was not a complaint. That was, thank God, because there are a couple people where you're just like, hey, I have five second round picks. Do you want to talk about your first round pick? And they're just like, no. <laughs> cool. Have a good day. Like, I haven't talked to you in like a couple weeks, but I'm doing well too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. If I was in AJ's position, we would have a much more interesting conversation. He could make a lot of noise. He's coming up to four, guys. Tanya. So AJ's trading with Corey, and I would like to trade to potentially get another first-round pick. Could you get Noel's pick? Which one? 14 or 5? I mean, 14 does you no good. Why bother? But maybe 5? I would like that. I guess it depends how much I believe we have Ridley going to him, how much he wants that wide receiver, or how many picks I'm giving up. Had a few people come back and they're like, well, I want four second round picks. Four is ambitious. Yeah. (laughs) But at least they get back to me rather than just saying no. And I mean, the drop-off in talent from probably where you're trying to trade up. We just mocked the whole first round. There were literally no viable running backs come the end of it. I had to keep Miles. Yeah, Sanders, halfway so. into the round, you're done. Yeah. yeah. I think that the guys I've been targeting with trades are, for the most part, those guys that maybe would be going for wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So my, my whole selling point was maybe you're giving up one of the better guys but I'm giving you the chance to take two or three. You can go two wide receivers and Mm -hmm. a quarterback with my picks. Do you want Calvin Ridley? And I understand if you do. Or do you want to try and get three picks in the second round and then go Chris Godwin, McLaurin, and Mahomes type of thing? Yeah, exactly. It's enticing, man. Three picks? Well, I, <laughs> Devin's I think like, it wait, <laughs> not yeah, for number well, thirteen. Yeah, yeah, no, not for not thirteen. No, you're, you're but but run. someone like that. I mean, it's at least hit me up with a proposal, right? Again, I also understand if they just no. I just want to stand pat. I don't want to do all of this work and effort to like analyze trades. I just want to select. Do you think the fish made people more reluctant to trade, or did it facilitate trading? Facilitated more for me. You think? Yeah, I would have had. Cam Akers and Antonio Gibson on my team right now. You're Probably. talking about your own goofiness. No, I'm talking being... about literally the only reason I traded those guys was because I thought I was going to end up with a fish. Sorry, so let me specify. In draft trades, do you think it oh. made people more reluctant to trade out of draft spots? You need to I... pick certain guys at certain spots. No, it's just tough because the value at the top of the first round is so high and the talent drops off so quickly. It's pretty rare where other GMs have as much draft capital as AJ and I to kind of mm. make it worth their while. There's an element as well of, you know, in the baffle off season, people aren't really thinking about it. Injuries still happen right now, and you don't even really know who's going to fall to you. Maybe as we approach the draft and people have done a bit more homework, then you might have a bit more luck. That's why the Friday before I'll be emailing so many people. <laughs> probably, have two, probably have two screens. Might have to make a whole, like, Hotmail account <laughs> just to fire off all these emails. 
with this being the end of this episode, I want to thank Devin for coming on and breaking down his mock draft with us. Thanks, Devin. No problem. If you guys ever uh, kick off the joke owner of the Hibiscus Paddle Hogs, I'm more than happy to step in. <laughs> I was so happy to have my biggest rival on the podcast. <laughs> Is it a rivalry if it's one-sided? <laughs> you have nothing to say that. Okay. Crickets come out. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know what he means by that. <laughs> like, it, it, it means that the insults and the jokes are very much one way. Yes. Well, what do I have to say back? We're still waiting to hear. <laughs> yes, my team sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know. Dude. Stick up for your boys. My team stinks. <laughs> that brings us to this episode of Unbaffled. Hope we gave everyone something to think about. And we'll see everyone on Saturday, September 4th at the Creek Crossing facility. Can't wait. Beautiful. Later. Thank you. All right. Later, boys. Bitch, I did it. I made it. I'm loved and I'm hated. I started from the bottom. Now my neighborhood is gated. They say drink to your accomplishments. So every night I'm fed.